surprised. Treading water that they drown in. My head on my swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Smash Accept podcast. Dynasty Dad back in the host chair. You know, after being a week off the first time in in two years, I gotta say I missed you guys. You know, like, Mung, I missed you. I missed talking to John. I missed Matt Waldman. You know, but guys, I got a new job. Things are a little bit crazy. And I know John had his last time when he did the Dynasty Dad, you know, um, the, uh, what are we talking, the roast episode you know, he said it was a hostile takeover. This time it wasn't so hostile, but my man absolutely killed it. So I feel like he set the bar high and made me have to come in even hotter. So I'm excited for tonight's podcast. You know, John's not on tonight, but Mung and I are going to break down trades because that's all anybody wants to hear about right now, right? We're getting trades and we want to talk about rookie picks and we want to talk about veterans. And and today my car broke down. So I, I need a new car. And when you have, when we're looking at our dynasty rosters this time of year, it's all about it's that's exactly what we're looking for right we're like we got to assess our car we got to see what we want to do with that car do we need to make upgrades to it do we need to make improvements or in my case did we sell too late you know i should have sold six months ago like some of the stock that we're going to talk about today before my car is completely worthless or your dynasty roster starts to take take a hit there you know so that was a little bit of my personal life mixed in with trades and mung i am excited to talk trades just you and me raw just throwing it out there, giving everything we got. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, I mean, we're going to miss John as always, and we have some great guests on here. But going back to basics, just talking about what people want to hear, which is breaking down these trades. And, you know, we know that from February through about April uh, before the NFL draft is when it kind of slows down a, lot, you know, a bit in a lot of these dynasty leagues. But at the same time, this is the time to kind of start adding value through trades and not even they don't even have to be big trades, right? You can get a couple seconds package up to a first. You can get these fringe players uh, like a Will Fuller who might go to Cleveland. Um, maybe a Curtis Samuel who a lot of people have forgotten about for thirds mm-hmm. right now as that rookie hype starts to build. So a, a lot to talk about tonight. As always, you guys can find us on Twitter. I'm at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And of course, got everything going on at PantraxHQ.com too. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped to talk some trades. Always holding it down there, you know. And and, I, and that's a great point. We all want to talk about those first round picks, and we want to talk about that. But there's some time where we, you know, we, we can make some moves for seconds. You know, we can make some moves for thirds. I bought a couple of uh, Dernis Johnson shares for third round picks. You know, and I feel like those are some of the moves where it's like. Take whatever kind of dart throw you want, you know, and do you want to take a shot with a backup running back with some serious upside if you're a veteran or do you want to, you know, maybe build and, and take a tight end that might take a couple years. What I want to reference first is our boy, you know, Ian set up, you know, at, at optimistic uh, Vikings fan at Super Skull, set up a PPR mock, you know, and it's with some big timers where we just did a first round mock. So he started and he's like, hey, yo, I'm going to take. Uh, you know, I'm going to take Brees Hall. So then he tagged me and it was a kind of a fun little exercise. I got tugged second and I took Malik Willis. It's a super flex PPR and we're going to reference back to this. So when we have trades, we're going to say, this is the kind of guy that we're looking at in that area. I, I tagged John. John went with uh, Kenneth Walker and then Mung, of course, you got tagged after that and there was no doubt about who you were taking. 
Yeah, my boy, Drake London, uh, my clear number one wide receiver in this class. Well, I shouldn't say clear. I, I think he's the 1A uh, for me right now. We'll, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. But, yeah, I, I absolutely love London. I think he's got a high high floor as a prospect, and he's got an insane ceiling as well. I'm, I'm coming around on him. You tug Dave Kluge, who took my man Traylon Burks, who tagged Jeff Bell at 106, took Garrett Wilson, uh, our boy Troy King, who we had on a couple weeks ago, if you didn't see that podcast, that is absolute fire. Go check it out. He took Pickett as the second quarterback off the board. Then we got FF at FF Tyler O taking Chris Olave, who Matt Waldman absolutely was glowing about Chris Olave last week. If you didn't catch that out again, you should be checking it out. At Wyatt B underscore FF took Spiller at 109. Then at Nathan G N took uh, Jahan Dotson at 10. Pickens went 11 to at the FF Buffalo. And then at N Nubs went with Javante Williams at 12. Man, if I can get Javante Williams at 12, I am going to be moving into that area quite a bit, Mung, because that's one Jameson. of the guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Javante Williams would be even better, right? Hey, I, I, I took a week out of the chair, you know what I mean? So I was like, I, I got to get back into this. What I really want to get into is our first trade. So sent in from at Luke Sawhook, big time on Twitter. I saw he had a trade here that I thought was very pertinent to the podcast. He ended up getting Devontae Adams and a 2023 third for Allen Robinson and the 106. Now, this is an interesting trade, right? Because we have, you know, we got rookie picks involved and we have both guys assets that are, you know, 29 years old. Which side, you know, and all these, you and I both responded on Twitter, but I want to dig deeper into them. I want to talk about it. You know, sometimes we get don't get enough characters to do things and we don't get to dissect rosters and things like that. With Luke's trade here, he, he put who won. So flat out, who wins this trade for you? Devontae Adams in the third or Allen Robinson in the 106? Yeah, it, it's Robinson and the 106 for me pretty totally easily. Um, from the linked tweet, it looks like it's super flex, which makes that 106 even more valuable. And honestly, at this point, they're similar ages. Adams moving to the new team is still going to be the clear number one. But, you know, as I've referenced on previous pods, I'm, I'm not sure that the touchdown numbers are quite going to be there mm-hmm. um, with Waller there and then a better run game or at least – a bigger, a higher propensity to run in the red zone uh, in Las Vegas. So I, I wouldn't be shocked to see similar production from Adams and Robinson next year uh, with Robinson on the Rams. So I, I would smash this. I totally agree because we talk about insulating your trades. And I think Allen Robinson is going to be a wide receiver too this season. And I think you know Devontae Adams is going to be maybe wide receiver 8 to 12 range, but he, he'll likely be a wide receiver one. But I don't think that the production is going to be as vastly, you know, just craziness to give up that 106, which in our draft was Garrett Wilson. So if you get Garrett Wilson and Allen Robinson for an opportunity to get Devontae Adams, I mean, I feel like that, or to give up Devontae Adams, I am taking the 106 side all day. You know, I can understand people still wanting to be in that Devontae Adams, but I am not giving up first round picks plus production to get Devontae Adams unless this is the final piece. You know, this is that last piece of the puzzle, and I think that's how I responded, where the only way I'm doing this is if I am an absolute lock for the one or two speed. And still, I mean, Mung, I think this trade, even if you go ahead and draft Garrett Wilson at 106, you could get 
Devontae Adams cheaper later in the season. I mean, you know, you're, you're taking a guy at 106 who, if you look at the dynasty ADPs of the, of the top wide receivers in this class, even a guy like Devonta Smith, his value didn't decrease from being drafted in that 106, 107 range. So if you take Garrett Wilson, if you take Traylon Burks at 106, 107, and then we get towards playoff time, you can make that move for Devontae Adams, but you run the risk making it now where Devontae Adams gets hurt. Now all of a sudden you lost Garrett Wilson and Allen Robinson, you know? So sometimes we talked about it a lot last year before the playoffs. It's knowing when to take a trade. You know what I mean, Monk? Yeah, I mean, it's minimizing the window of risk, right? If you think about it that way, where if you believe that two players are going to produce similar numbers over the next season or two, at that point, if you're getting a first or similar value on top, then, you know, it becomes a pretty easy decision for me. Agreed. And we have another one that's similar to that. And I just want to, you know, continue to echo what we're saying here. My man, Deontay H, that's at D Kid Tay. He's in Smash Except 3. My man is learning. He's really, we absolutely love the Smash Except leagues because it's like, there's there's such a a vast difference of how much experience there's guys that have been playing it you know upwards of ten years and there's other guys that this is their second or third league and and he makes an absolute smash except trade here that I absolutely love you know we go with Tyreek Hill or Amari Cooper in the 102 in a superflex I feel like this one was an absolute smash except for the Amari Cooper side. Because very similar to what we're talking about with Devontae Adams. Now, yes, Tyreek Hill is a year younger. But now we're talking about getting the 102. So now we're talking about getting Malik Willis or Brees Hall plus Amari Cooper for Tyreek Hill. And I feel like that's the time to cash out. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it's a similar uh, situation here, right? Where you think you can get, um, you know, like we said before, Hill is still a wide receiver one for 2022. But is he going to put up the elite numbers going from Kansas City to Miami. Uh, yeah, 102 on top is amazing value here. My man Deontay asked for the bell. The bell is back. He gets it. <laughs> one more here. Similar type trade. Uh, this one's from at FF Dynasty Polls. Another great guy for absolutely retweeting things. You know, he always he's, he's always in there doing that. Now, this is an interesting one. So now we have Elijah Moore in the 109 or Devontae Adams. I feel like I know what you're going to say here. There's no further context. Twitter has it 53-47 in favor of Devontae Adams. I personally feel like, you know, this is a similar situation as the first Devontae Adams trade. If you are not all in, I think you have Elijah Moore. And then in our draft, what, 109 would have landed you a guy like... You know, that would have put you in the range of getting Chris Olave or Isaiah Spiller or Jahan Dotson or, or George Pickens. I mean, I think... That gives you two shots, and and you're getting younger. I think Elijah Moore is going to have a fantastic season. So for me, I'm disagreeing with Twitter. I can't I, I can't get behind giving up Elijah Moore and a first, you know, for Devonte Adams. It just it doesn't go with how I'm trying to build right now. So here's where you know the dynamics of the stock market kind of come into play, right? Uh, some of these trades come down to timing because while I do think that Moore and the 109 are going to be is going to be the better side a year from now. I think that you could probably get more for cheaper because a lot of the, the draft rumors and reports right now are mocking wide receivers mm-hmm. to the Jets in round one. So I think if and when they take a wide receiver at four or 10, uh, I, I think Moore's value goes down. 
Uh, I think it's more perception, though. I mean, I've been talking about that with a lot of people. I don't think there is no true alpha there. I don't look at Elijah Moore as an alpha wide receiver, but I look at him as a really solid 1B in, in the right situation. And I don't put it where if they take Garrett Wilson, I don't think that kills Elijah Moore's value. I think we're still looking at a guy who's going to be, it might bump him down two to three, maybe five max in my dynasty rankings. But I think he stays in that same area of like, this is a young upside kid who's just 22 years old. Yeah, absolutely. And, but you hit, you hit on the exact word, right? Perception. The perceived value and the consensus value for Elijah Moore will go down. Uh, if the Jets take a round one wide receiver, mm-hmm. I think a majority of the community and, you know, dynasty ADP startup ADP more will fall. And at that point, I think you could get probably a second on top of more mm-hmm. in the one Oh nine for Adams from a contender, something along those lines, or even a 23 so, first in there instead of that one Oh nine. Right. I'm so still... this is down to timing for me. Yep. That's why I'm saying I would I like hold that. Adams here for now, even though I like the more in 109 set. Yeah, and I, I right now with my tiers, I'm looking at it. I have tier one ending at or tier one and two. Tier one I have is just Hall and Willis, but then I have you know Walker, London, Burks, Wilson in that next tier. Maybe Alave. See where the, some of the landing spots are. But my tier one and two ended about six seven. I'm at a spot now where I'm almost eight nine, anything in between eight through twelve. I'm really considering a random twenty three first. You know, like I if my situation is right, where in the, if this trade said Elijah Moore in a tw- random twenty three first, Twitter would have it as sixty forty, and I would agree. I believe that Elijah Moore in that twenty three first is going to be worth considerably more as soon as the draft is over. Because we've said that repeatedly. As soon as the twenty twenty two rookie draft is over in your league, the 2023 picks go up even more because that's going to be that coveted thing. And it's, it's almost, it's, it's so hard to get them right now. 2024s on the other hand, people are just handing out. So it's like, check your timing, work on that. And I, I, I'm not sure where you're at with your tiers, but I feel like that's kind of that area, you know, that six, seven, eight, depending on who you put there, anything after that, I'm really starting to consider it and and moving back. Yeah, I think, Pre-NFL draft for me, around pick number 10 is where the drop-off okay. happens yeah. for me. And that's where I'm saying we, we add a guy. So you, you're you in that I, – I know before the NFL draft, every year, right, if you wanted to move in to the current draft, so if you wanted to trade last year, if you wanted a 2021 first and you were giving up a 2022 first, you would have had to add to get in. And I think we talked about it that not being the case – but I think it will be when you get there. But you're not going to get as much as you would have. You know, you might have given up a, you might have gotten a 2022 first and second to move up to like 108, 109. Now I think you'll probably end up getting like a to give up that 23 first maybe and add up maybe a a, a guy that's a toss in like nothing super special. But some of those guys you and I have been talking about where you get added in, like I said, Dernis Johnson or Khalil Herbert or someone that's that's I feel like is what you're going to get instead of those second round picks. Yeah, Moving to that, it's worth okay. mentioning real quick too that I think our podcast we get a lot of questions from smart dynasty GMs, right? Um, who are very much tuned in. Uh, on Twitter and they're, you know, they're ones the that don't season. they don't listen to PFF as Albert O is the tight end five for dynasty <laughs> rankings. Woo! Uh, yeah, but <laughs> we have to remember that you know probably more than fifty percent of 
dynasty players aren't listening to podcasts yeah. constantly, right? They're not always super tuned in. And maybe you do get a 2023 first plus second for a 110 or a 111. Yeah. So ju- again, just remember, uh, you know, like I said, when you're trading these rookie picks right now, before the NFL draft occurs, before your rookie draft happens, these picks will go up in value. And even tuned in dynasty owners who do know how good the 2023 class is projected to be, will get some rookie fever, even in that late first range. So again, you know, depends on the deal. Mm-hmm. But for now, I would be hesitant to move any first round rookie picks until after the NFL draft. Right. I, I love that. I mean, you got to look at what league. If you're in a league of full of sharps, it's going to be one way. If you're in a home league, I was still able to buy 2020 picks in home leagues because people, you know, they were, they were late bloomers. You know, the draft happens early May and they're like, I'm not sure who's in this class. I'll, I'll move into next year's or I'll move it for a veteran. And I remember making moves like giving up DeAndre Hopkins to get the 105 and taking DeAndre Swift, you know, and, and moves like that where it's like, yeah, no, oh, yeah, we can do that. You're not sure who to take? Let me give you an aging veteran, you know, like let's, let's move that direction. So transitioning into our next question from at MRob228, he said it's a super flex PPR tight end premium the 103 or the 110 in a random 23 first. Now I'm going to assume if he has the 110 that that's probably a later first, but he didn't put it that way. Now this is where things get interesting, Mung, because we're talking about a lot of people message me right now. Yo, dad, how do I move up in the draft? You know, where do I move up to? And then like, how should I move up there? And I'm like, right now I am okay moving up for 101 and 102. You know, I've, I've suggested to a guy, he was at the 105 and he really needs a running back and he really likes Brees Hall. And I said, give up the 105 in two seconds. I don't care. You know, like that's a fair move up. And if you can do that, I'm okay with that. But in this particular situation, we're moving up to 103. So presumably he's moving up for Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, something like that. And he's giving up the 110, which we've already said, it could be like a Jamison Williams uh, and, and in that range, plus a 23 first. So this is an interesting one to dissect for sure. Yeah, and, and per- in particular this year, it's going to be tough to assess some of these moves just because there isn't a consensus, right? The top five or six picks could be very different from league to league. Um, the wide receiver rankings are all over the place. Uh, we don't know where exactly Malik Willis will go or yeah. if he's even the first quarterback drafted. So still a lot of questions right now. Um, for right now, I would hold the 110 and the 2023 first. I agree. And basically, I, I want to know who is there at 103 on the clock, right? And I, I and don't it, think there's the landing spots. I mean, you're you're right on with the wide receivers. It's like your wide receiver one is London. John's is is Garrett Wilson. Mine is Traylon Burks. We haven't had that for a long time, and we all agreed it was Jamar Chase last year, and then we all agreed mm-hmm. that it was Justin Jefferson two years ago, or some people had Jerry Judy, you know, but it was like, it was all fairly consensus. And now we're up in the air. And the other thing that I see people, they're like, well, that's Kenneth Walker. Okay. How many situations are there out there for both Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, where you're like, that's a smash running back. Who's going to jump in. And, you know, cause you want that one one or that one Oh three play to be someone that comes in right off the bat and contributes for you. Cause that's why we take running backs over wide receivers. If you like that wide receiver, they're going to have better longevity. They're going to hold their value longer, but you're moving up in this situation mm-hmm. to take a running back 
And if they don't start right off the bat, their value can drop quicker than a wide receiver for sure. Well, the other thing I wanted to say, too, is some of these trade questions are very much league dependent, right? Correct. You know your league mates the best. We do not from a random Twitter question because there are leagues out there where you know that if some guy who's a big Alabama fan and wants Jameson William or you know your league mates uh, you know, really are, are going to be targeting whoever Green Bay or Kansas City takes, and that 103 mm-hmm. is going to be worth, you know, potentially even more than what you're paying right now when right. it's on the clock, then I, I think there there are plenty of leagues out there where 103 is going to be a very, very high-value pick through 105, again, because guys will be there who's the 101 for some Dynasty GMs, right? Um, so, I, again, this one is a tough one to answer. I don't think there's necessarily a wrong or right answer to this one. I agree. I, I think if you're trying to make that kind of move, me personally, Mung, is if, I'm get, if I have the 20, 23 first and the 110, I am trying to trade those two firsts for, we're going to talk about it later, for a, a Matthew Stafford. For You can get two first-round picks right now can buy you Justin Fields. It can buy you, in some cases, Trey Lance. It can buy you... You know, it can buy you a, a running back in the DeAndre Swift category. I mean, like, two firsts carries some weight right now. You know, so, like, be careful trading those two firsts into one first unless it is something you know that's going to smash hit. And we're not quite sure what 103 is yet. So, I mean, that's an interesting one for sure. Next one sent in from our man, uh, used to be with Smash, except the Jacobian, the Tagavialoian, which used to be, you know, uh, Dynasty Jacobian, and he's always putting trades out there, and he's buying your boy Lance everywhere. But his poll here, and he he also ha- he has this the same thing for Trevor Lawrence, for Justin Fields, and for Trey Lance. All three of them, the poll is within one, so that that part's surprising to me. But the trade itself, it just says twelve team Dynasty Superflex PPR, Trevor Lawrence or Nick Chubb and David Montgomery. Now, I think some context would definitely help here, but he has it Lawrence, Fields, or Montgomery. Let's start with Lawrence. Let's say, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Nick Chubb and David Montgomery? Yeah, this one's really very much team dependent. I, I thought so too, you know, because um, if you want to win, those both those running backs are not long for, I mean, Nick Chubb's going to be 27. You know, and David Montgomery just doesn't hold the value that he does for produ- production. I don't think either of them do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, because, and I think Twitter agrees, because all three of these polls for Lance, Lawrence, and Fields versus Chubb plus Montgomery are all pretty close to 50-50 yeah. uh, as of right now. Um, so I think it's very fair. And, again, I, I really think this one comes down to – uh, team need if, if you're mm-hmm. strong at quarterback and you're going for a title in 2022 I don't have an issue with taking Chubb or and Chubb and Montgomery here mm-hmm. um, in a in a vacuum I would lean the quarterbacks in Superflex just because QBs hold value so much more due to scarcity in Superflex yeah I, I think I agree with you there too because it's just like I feel like when the year is up, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance are going to have retention of value where Nick Chubb and David Montgomery are not going to be in the same spot. Maybe Montgomery's pretty close, but I think Nick Chubb is going to definitely fall off dynasty value-wise, even if he has 
1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns, he's still going to fall because he's going to be 27 years old. I mean, we saw that with, in my mind, better running backs with guys like Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Their value has fallen from rounds two to, say, rounds five and six now. And Nick Chubb has had some injury history and is in that same area where he's not the same player as Dalvin Cook. So you have to almost believe, unless he just goes ham, that value is definitely going to depreciate. So I'm on the side of the quarterbacks, but I can see making that move as well. Like, if you have... If you went and you were rebuilding, right, and you you took Lawrence, maybe for this league he has Lawrence Fields and Lance, you know, then then he has an opportunity where maybe he has another quarterback in there. He's got four of them and he has some excess. Um, that's something that I also want to talk about now that we're, we're we're doing this. Is a guy sent me his roster and he said, "Hey, check it out here. What do you think I ought to do with my team?" Right. So I'm looking down through and I look at the quarterbacks and they're solid. I look at the wide receivers, they're solid. And then I look and I'm like, this team's ready to compete. You know, he's saying I need to rebuild. And that's a situation where he's potentially rebuilding. And I said, dude, look at your quarterbacks right now. You have Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Trey Lance. And I said, and your your running backs are a little weak. He goes, well, what would you do? And I said, you have no reason to be holding on to three top 10 quarterbacks, you know, Try to reach out there and see if you get DeAndre Swift plus for one. Or go out there and see if maybe you get Jonathan Taylor in a deal somewhere. But I was like, you are in a position to win now. And you, you're just one running back short. And you got three absolute stud quarterbacks. I know you kind of chimed out there a little bit. What we're trying to cover is sometimes when you have multiple quarterbacks. Because I'm in a league where there's a guy... He was rebuilding, and this was his year. He already had Jalen Hurts on his team, but he took all four quarterbacks. You know, he got Lance, he got Fields, he got Lawrence, he got Wilson. He's in a situation now where it's like, dude, you can move one of those for a serious premium, get a quarterback back in return. So I'm saying you can move a guy like Trey Lance. I know that's not – we'll say Trevor Lawrence so you don't yell at me. But move Trevor Lawrence for a Matthew Stafford and a running back, maybe like David Montgomery, and make a move like that where you get a two-for-one. You still got that third quarterback, but you get a smash play in between. Mung, I can't hear you. Mung? All right. We got a little technical difficulty there with Mung, but we're just going to keep flying. You know, we're going to see how things go, and and uh, hopefully he jumps back in here in a little bit. So the next trade we have in is from at Clemson Fantasy. That's Dynasty Player Polls. He sends in Brees Hall and the 205 or Javante Williams. Now, this is another interesting trade here. I think this is one of those situations where I looked at it as we don't know what's happening with Brees Hall. We don't know where he's going to go. He looks like a fine prospect. Not quite what we know of Javante Williams. Javante Williams looks like an absolute stud in the making. Twitter has it at 58% Javante Williams, 42% Brees Hall side. I am absolutely smashing that Javante Williams side. I think Javante Williams is a running back that is just ready to explode and if you're able to take Brees Hall and add just the 205, not even giving up a first-round pick to get Javante Williams, I'm doing that nine times out of ten. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, he's back, baby. My bad, uh, my bad. We'll see if you echo I, what I said there. Uh, we're, we're talking about the trade now from Dynasty Player Polls. Brees Hall in the 205 for Javante Williams. 
I said it's an absolute smash for me because Javante Williams, we've seen what he can do. He could be getting a, a larger role there with Melvin Gordon potentially leaving. And we don't know where Brees Hall is going to be. And the 205 in this class is not exciting for me. Yep, I would smash that. Uh, but real quick, when I was muted and couldn't unmute uh, just a minute ago, I did want to point out that Dynasty Jacobian ran another poll um, listing which second-year quarterback would you rather have in Superflex Dynasty right now? Trey Lance, Trey Lance Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. And Lance is winning by a not-so-insignificant margin. It's about yeah. 45 to 30 to 25. Yeah. Um, no, I... I, and and we've seen that in all of our drafts. I've done two drafts. Lance goes first, Fields goes next, Lawrence goes about eight picks later than either of them. So, I, you know, I get plenty of calls wrong. I try to stay humble, but I will say that I got quite a bit of pushback when I had Lance as my 101 over Lawrence last year in my rankings. I mean, and uh, we'll leave it at that for now. Know, we'll see what happens in 2022. I had Najee Harris over both those quarterbacks. Not Lawrence, but, you know, and, and he ended up winning you championships, so... You can thank me. You can thank Mung. We got you covered. Either. We got you covered either, either way. way. Exactly. <laughs> Next trade, another guy, big fan of the show. It's always messaging in. That's Nicholas Machado at Machado Nicholas. He sent in ten team PPR superflex. We're looking at Mark Andrews and Matt Ryan, or Travis Kelsey and a 2024 first. We don't cover the 2024 class a lot. From what I've been talking about with my Debbie friends, it's not 2023, but it does look pretty sharp. Yeah, and I would take the 2024 first and, um, excuse me, Travis Kelsey here. Uh, I've talked about uh, my thoughts on Mark Andrews in prior podcasts where I don't know that the volume is going to be there for him this year. Last year was a a real outlier Mm -hmm. for Baltimore in terms of both pass rate. And then we also saw his targets per game rise a lot with Tyler Huntley versus Lamar Jackson. Um, Obviously not worried about Andrews, Mm -hmm. but I think the hype is is a little too high on him right now. So I I value him and Kelsey similarly. And I I would still take the first uh, over Matt Ryan. In Indianapolis, because I think that's a great move for the Colts. I just don't know that Ryan's going to contribute all that much from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan has a solid season. But for me, in a 10-teamer, you want the stud. So Mark Andrews and and Travis Kelsey in a 10-teamer, I mean, I have Kyle Pitts as my one, and I have these guys in that next tier. You know, I have these Mm -hmm. guys in there with Kittle. So you're not really – you're in the same tier, and he didn't put anything about direction. Which is what, get, but then you're adding a, you know, an ancient quarterback or a 24 first. Give me the 24 first. You know what I mean? Like I am taking that 24 first. I know I've been advocating buying Tom Brady for that 24 first. So if it's Mark Andrews and Tom Brady, then I'm in a situation where I'm like, I'm going to still get a QB one. But Matt Ryan, at this stage in his career, is a back end QB two. He might have an occasional QB one week, but it's not like going to Indianapolis gives him more weapons that are just going to make him phenomenal again. You know, Change of scenery should be nice, better offensive line. Matt Ryan's going to post a, a solid QB2 range to me this year, and it's not worth a first-round pick, that's for sure. Yep. Moving on Yep. Moving on to the next trade from at Dynasty Trades 13, Sports Freak 13513. It must be an area code. Love it. Um, we got Devontae Adams in the 304. Or Cortland Sutton in the 23 first. Mung, I put this one in there just for you. 
I appreciate that. <laughs> you know how much I love Cortland Sutton. Uh, it would not shock me if he scores similarly to Adams this year or even outscores Adams with Russell Wilson in Denver. You're getting that 2023 first on top, which carries premium value, like we've been saying. This is a smash except for me. Keep going. Uh, I mean, again, we've been talking all offseason, right? Just Devontae Adams, still a solid top 12 wide receiver for 2022 and likely 2023 as well. Um, But I just don't know that we're going to see that elite top three performance from him or Tyreek Hill uh, on these new teams. I love it. Thanks for keep rolling in there. You know, we had a little bit of technical difficulty with you. Me, I'm choking up over here. You know, I just not used to talking so much. (laughs) after having a week off I agree like at this stage in the game if you can get a guy like Cortland Sutton a guy like we've talked about Amari Cooper a guy like Allen Robinson and a first round pick you're insulating your value because you're still going to get some nice production and you're going to get that pick we talk about it all the time that's what has to happen with Devontae Adams if you miss the train we talked about selling before you got to do it now Yeah, and again, he's not a must-sell, right? It's just all value-dependent where, again, if if you're getting a wide receiver who you think you can get similar production from and a first on top, that's a smash. Always. Next one. I really like this one. This was sent in from at Dynasty Doc, and we have Jamar Chase or A.J. Brown and a random 23 first. Now, I made this exact trade in a league with our boy Tequila, you know, everybody loves at, at Tequila Operator. We made this deal. I gave him A.J. Brown in a late 22 first and got Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase won me the championship and A.J. Brown was, was injured that, that time. So I was like, at the time, it felt a little dirty. I love making that move now. At this point, let's say everything's even. Are you taking that random 23 first? And what most of us have is your you know, wide receiver four or five in dynasty rankings, or are you taking that wide receiver one here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Smash except A.J. Brown in the 2023 first. Um, yeah. At this point in the offseason, I will say I'll put a caveat there. Again, if this is you know week 12, week 13, and Brown gets hurt again or something like that, yes. knock on wood, that won't happen. You know, I'm fine overpaying to win a title, but we're talking in the off season where you should be accumulating value. That mm-hmm. should be the number one priority. Um, don't worry too much about the starting lineup just yet. Uh, you know, worry about that come August, September. Yeah, I, I love this move. So it's an interesting move because if that is a late 23 first, I might. So let's say Jamar Chase gets injured this year, Mom. Jamar Chase is still a top five dynasty wide receiver. Agreed? Yeah, I would say so. Let's say A.J. Brown gets hurt this year and only plays two games. Is A.J. Brown even in the top eight dynasty wide receivers? Given his production of what he's done his first couple years, if A.J. Brown goes down to an injury and has another year where it's not all that, you know, it's, it's kind of lackluster, I feel like he moves into that 8 to 12 range where we have a big separation here. You know, And that's hypothetical because I do see A.J. Brown beast in this year. I, I think Ryan Tannehill... Puts it back together again. I think A.J. Brown mixed with Robert Woods is only going to help. And I think A.J. Brown has a great season. But I'm just 
playing a little devil's advocate here, you know, like if we get into that situation, is Jamar Chase not the safer asset? And I understand what you're saying completely. I understand that you're saying trade for A.J. Brown and get that multiple. We talk about it all the time, and, and I'm on board with this trade for sure. But I'm saying we got to look at that a little bit with A.J. Brown. You know, you almost have to just I, – I want him to explode. But there is a val- there is a value fluctuation that could happen here, right? I mean, there is a range of outcomes – for A.J. Brown that separates his value a lot more than what the range of outcomes for Jamar Chase could be. Yeah, absolutely. I I think there's some level of risk there. But for me, the way these 2023 firsts are being valued, that more than, you know, accommodates the risk. Uh, And at the same time, you have to look at it the other end of the spectrum too, right? What happens if Jamar Chase um, has some touchdown regression because he converted so many of those long Mm -hmm. touchdowns Right. And we saw Stefan Diggs, his first year with the Bills was just phenomenal. And he was still, what, wide receiver 10, wide receiver 11 last year. But he missed on some of those long touchdowns and mm-hmm. immediately his value fell a ton. Now, obviously, Diggs is a lot older than Jamar right. Chase. Uh, but there's also a scenario where A.J. Brown is the clear wide receiver three behind Chase and Jefferson next year. If both are healthy. Right. And then you basically got a free 2023 first. So Dude, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up Stefan Diggs because right now, Stefan Diggs is the best value of 28 year olds there is, period. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can get Stefan Diggs for, and a first if you have, if you trade Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill in some leagues. And I'm going to argue that De- Stefan Diggs now has the best situation of all three of them. I mean, he's still with Josh Allen. He's in a familiar offense. He's in a situation where he is with the best quarterback in the league for several years now. And Devontae Adams goes with Derek Carr. Could it work? Maybe. You know, we'll see where that is. And and Tua is Tyreek's now with Tua. It's like, if you can do those guys plus for Stefan Diggs, because Stefan Diggs still, people are acting like he's washed. You know, I'm seeing some situations there. I'm like, this guy was still a wide receiver one. He's a year removed from being a top six dynasty wide receiver, you know, or a, a, a top six finish in PPR. Like, Stefan Diggs should not be that far behind Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Is, uh, I, I haven't done um, any startups this offseason because Ooh, I have I'm been glad trying, you said that. Dude, Smash hard. 5. Smash 5 <laughs> is starting the Monday after the NFL draft. It is going to be absolutely just crazy. We got a spot open for you, Mung, if you want in. No, no. I, I <laughs> vowed not to add any more leagues right now. But I will say, um, if you guys have been looking at my updated Dynasty rankings, which I've been updating often on Fantrax HQ, I have Diggs, <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> I have Diggs literally one spot ahead of Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams one spot ahead of Tyreek Hill. So I absolutely yeah. agree. You but know, if you Diggs, look on Twitter, that's what's happening is you could get almost a first in value difference, which blows my mind. Like Stefan Diggs is being discounted and I don't understand why. Yeah, that's it's pretty nuts to me. So if that is indeed how Diggs is being valued right now, absolutely go out and buy him. Next trade in from Nathan Moore. That's at Moore Dynasty. Another guy always sending things in. Great guy to talk to. Desperate need of a second quarterback. In a 14-team Superflex PPR, the 107 in Elijah Moore or Matthew Stafford, we both just said absolutely smash accept value from Matthew Stafford. In a 14-team, when you need that second quarterback and you're giving up you know, a guy that in, in a 14-teamer, that's probably Pickett. 
Yeah, I feel like Pickett moves himself above Alave because we're gonna, you know, you're gonna be in need of a quarterback. And Elijah Mitchell, who's usually going for a one eight to one twelve range. You know, you're looking at two late first for Matthew Stafford or a mid and a late for Matthew Stafford. And if that's what it takes to get you over the hump, absolute smash except for me. Twitter was 58-42, you know, so not a smash, but I think you and I both were agreed. It's pretty easy, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, there's a reason I don't throw up a ton of trade polls on Twitter because Mm -hmm. you don't really know who's voting, right? And I feel like a lot of times – um, people who haven't played in the deeper 14-16 team formats don't no fully clue. understand exactly mm-hmm. how difficult it is to trade for a quarterback in a 14-team super flex. Right. Um, and, and again, Stafford seems slightly undervalued because of the time that he spent in Detroit, but Jared Goff was a consistent top 10 fantasy quarterback with Sean McVay. Um, I believe Stafford was five or six mm-hmm. last he was season. Five. Don't yeah. don't quote me on that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, he's. I don't know that he's going to be a, a top five elite guy, but I think he's a solid top twelve quarterback for the next couple of seasons with Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and the addition of Allen Robinson now. So a, a strong quarterback, you know, production like that in a deeper fourteen team super flex. I don't think this one's particularly close. The poll results are close right now. Uh, I commented a bunch on this one already this afternoon. So you guys can read my full thoughts if you want on that one. I was arguing with a guy earlier today who said, what do you mean there's a difference between 10 and 14? I'm like, well, if you're talking quarterbacks, right? You're talking that's 20 starters versus 28 starters. You know, then you got to start looking at backups. So if you're in a 10 team league, Everybody can have three quarterbacks. It's not that d- much different. You know, we're in, you might have an occasional week where you have to start a quarterback and someone else. But you get to 14, now you're looking at 28 starters must, and then you get to 42 total quarterbacks if everybody has a backup. Do the math there. There's a lot of teams that are struggling to get that third quarterback, and it is a tough thing to do, especially in a six-point passing in, in like Smash Except One is. I mean, it is so hard to buy a quarterback. And we've tried it. Yeah, uh, I think uh, the best way to illustrate for people who haven't played in the deeper 14 or 16 team super flex leagues um, about quarterback scarcity is one, guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke were going for multiple seconds in some mm-hmm. of my deeper leagues last year um, because you need to fill that super flex spot. And yeah. then two, in one of my leagues, I bid my entire fab budget on Tyler Hundley when Lamar Jackson <laughs> got hurt because – starters in quarterback starters and deeper leagues like that carry so much more value uh, than in a 10 or even a 12 team super flex. hundred percent. Next one sent in from Nick Singer. He said, which side wins this PPR super flex dynasty trade Leonard Fournette in the one Oh five or the one Oh one and the three Oh one. And again, I know people have rookie fever. I know people want to love Malik Willis and they want to love Brees Hall. There are very few landing spots that are going to put those guys at a 101 where you're going to be like, man, that was so worth giving up, you know, in, in this situation. That was so worth giving up Garrett Wilson and Leonard Fournette to get him. Because at 301, that's a dart throw. 105 to 101 in this class, it's not a huge separation pre-draft. But Leonard Fournette is a guy that I absolutely love this year. Signed a three-year deal. He is worth, to me, 
more than just a late first. And I feel like if you're paying a late first to move from 105 to 101, you're overpaying. Yeah, and I would say Fournette's worth more than a late first with yeah, Brady that's what I'm saying. Game, I would pay uh, 107, but I, I I never have to. I end up getting him for like, you know, I end up paying. I I got him the other day. I gave up Chase Edmonds in a second, and I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I I I offer 112s and things like that. Twitter has this, believe it or not, only 52 to 48 for the Fournette side. So very interesting results, but Nick, I would definitely say you go with that Fournette side. Yeah, and again, it, I think there's gonna be some tier separation after the NFL draft, but right now, really, the first seven or eight picks are, are hard to divide, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, but what situation, Mung, the- is there where that 101 becomes so valuable that you you have to give that? Is there a spot where Brees Hall goes, where like? I mean, before I think, Miami, you know, like I think but, people would overreact to the Bills. Oh yeah, um, because but Devin Singletary's not going away. Well, I, I'm saying overreact because I do think they would still run a committee of sorts. Obviously, mm-hmm. Hall would be very much involved, but I don't know that he would be a workhorse. Yeah, but it, it'll be very interesting to see. The next one sent in from Todd Jones. That's at Jonesy one eight seven six. 12-team PPR Superflex tight end premium. He's afraid to trade his 23 first, but this seems like decent action, he says. Let's see how decent you think it is. The 23 first, we don't know where it is, or David Montgomery. And hold on, this might be David. Actually, it's David Montgomery and a second. Never mind. David Montgomery and a second or a 23 first. Yeah, I think it's it's a fine move if you're a very strong contender because I do think Montgomery remains perennially un- yeah. undervalued. Completely. Um, so I think this this one's very much team dependent. And where, There's... again, it, it's hard. Don't think that you can accurately project the 2023 pick when it's March or excuse me, April. Yeah. Ooh, it's already April of of 2022. We're halfway um, through April, Monk. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, really. I know you missed me last week, and time felt like it stood still, but you know, time still moves on. Got to pay the taxes. Um, <laughs> yeah, reminder, if you guys are listening. You get an extra day because of Easter this year yeah. where it falls. Yep. You get an extra day. Um, yeah, so I think this one's very much team-dependent, and if you think it'll be a, a late 2023 first where your roster is, you know, can weather some injuries and some disappoint some disappointments, then, yeah, I, I would do it. Yeah, if you got a Dynasty Dad-type roster, you, you make that move, and so do I. Then. <laughs> um, the next one sent in from, this is at Superflex DFS, Phil Falski. And he got, this one's interesting to me. This one's really tight. Jonathan Taylor, and the reason I wanted to point this out is if you are in a rebuild, and this is going to sound blasphemous and people are going to hate me, Jonathan Taylor is a good selling piece to build your team and diversify and branch it out. And in this situation, I kind of lean that way if you're not win now. You're looking at 104, 204, 23 first, which I'm assuming if he's trading, one, if, if he's getting 104 and 204, it's not a top-tier team, you know what I mean? And then we get the 23 first, Irv Smith and Jalen Hurts. So you end up getting five assets there that all have some pretty good value of trying to build out. And, and what I'm really trying to point out here is 
and I don't want to say it because I love Jonathan Taylor. He's my RB1. He will be a top five running back next year. I believe, you know, he's got that window. But we talk about winning in that two to three year window. If you are not win now, this trade could look like an absolute smash except a year and a half, two years from now. Yeah, this is this is another one where the poll results are, are really pretty crazy to me because I, time and time again, right, we've seen running backs just have very little holding value or very little staying value, mm-hmm. sorry, in Dynasty, where we've seen the epic fall from grace for time. Well, we said Christian McCaffrey was worth um, five firsts at one point, John, or among. I mean, we were saying four to five firsts. Now you're looking at Jonathan Taylor here. You got an early first this year potentially an early first next year. Jalen Hurts, who's on the fringe of being worth two firsts. Irv Smith, who's worth a second. And the 204, I mean, that's a lot of value. Yeah, and, and Superflex Hurts is worth, you know, an early first. Um, it's just so much value to give up for a running back who I, I do think is a top five back for 2022. Uh, but you can get Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey for a single first right yes, now in some leagues. I know. Um, so you you could probably get Cook plus a second for that 104 right now and get similar production over the next year or two. Uh, yeah. it, it just uh, Taylor is my top ranked dynasty running back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ranked very highly in my overall rankings, but that first 20, 30 picks and Superflex, they're all so close in value that there's no way I would pay even one first on top of a guy like Barkley or McCaffrey for Taylor. Um, so, uh, so basically four ish firsts for a running back is, yeah, I, I'd smash except the I mean, package it's a, here. It's a team builder, even if you're not rebuilding. I mean, you got to look at, so let's, we, we talked about this a little bit. Let's just say, you know, that one Oh four, you could get, we were just saying Leonard Fournette's probably worth like the one seven. You could probably get Leonard Fournette in the second. And so now you have one Oh four, two Oh four, or you have Leonard Fournette and two seconds. And then you have that 23 first, and you're like, you know what? I can buy Dalvin Cook for this and maybe a little add-on piece. Now I got Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, two seconds. Then you got Jalen Hurts, the starting quarterback, and Irv Smith. I mean, there's so many possibilities to cascade this into something where it could be massive, you know? And I, yeah, I mean, with with the 104, a 2023 20, first, and Jalen Hurts, think about it this way. For a top five running back like Jonathan Taylor, basically you could get Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Leonard Fournette, and a little bit on top. And yeah, basically, you're that's getting, what I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah, it's an absolute smash. Except, you know, and I have I have Jonathan Taylor everywhere. Everybody that listens to the show knows that he was my 101 in that class. Even over the quarterbacks, I, I drafted him everywhere. And I, I mean, I talked about this years ago with Patrick Mahomes before Superflex. You know, before Josh Allen was a thing, Patrick Mahomes' trade value was worth so much more than Patrick Mahomes was worth because Patrick Mahomes was a complete team. You could get, I mean, I made a trade where I got five starters for Patrick Mahomes and a first. You know, like people were just willing to just throw so much out there. Jonathan Taylor is still going to put up the production, but you can buy cheaper production and get crazy amounts of value. And I know people are going to yell at us for this podcast about talking about selling Jonathan Taylor, but it's definitely in the realm of possibilities and, and still remaining a contender and insulating your value. Yeah, I mean, in general, the the trades where you really don't feel good about it is when you're getting the most value because that that's when you're selling those big-name players that you know you don't want to part with even though it's a smart move. Right. And, you know, like, 
It's it's a crazy thing to talk about. Mung, this was fun. I mean, I, like, we got back to trades, and literally it was just, aside from our little technical difficulty and me getting choked up over here, it was just literally, I don't know if you, you guys are watching on YouTube, but if you can, I was smiling the whole time because this is what we like doing, man. We just like talking about trades. Yeah, and this is the best time to do it, right? I, every show, we want to try and cover some of your guys' trades because – yeah, that, that's really what this pod's about. And I do think that right now, right before the NFL draft, is, is a great time to start working, whether it's a big deal or some of these smaller deals, like we started the show off by saying, right? It's These small trades can build into bigger trades because sometimes when you make a trade for a player, someone immediately is like, man, I would have paid more for that player. Right. And they, they send offers to you for that player that you just traded for for immediate profit. That's why Jamar Chase has been traded, what, three times in the last two months in uh, Smash yeah, Except 1? That's pretty nuts. <laughs> I mean, we're, that league is, is a league of its own where it, I, I've never seen that many trades constantly. No, it is. It is Well, you know, you got to give a shout-out to Fantasy Hacker. That man has made seven trades this week <laughs> alone. You know, yeah. he's gone out there and done it and those guys. But, I mean, every one of the Smash Except leagues, i got to say, they are super active, sharp dudes. Like, I'll put it, you know, even if you look at from from waivers or trades or from trade polls or anything you put in there on Sleeper, you see all 12 to 14 people saw that within an hour. You look at your home league and you put a trade, you put, you, you update your trade bait. One person seen it after three days and you're like, man, come on. Like, just log on once a day. You know, it can't be that hard. Smash, they're on it every single time. And that's For why... Sure. Smash except five, you know, right now we're halfway full. We got some guys that we gave away some spots, you know, to get in there. We are halfway full. If you guys want in, you know, reach out to myself or Mung and just say, hey, put me in Smash Except. It's a $50 buy-in, but it is a fantastic league. It puts you in our group chat. It it gives you, you know, I'll be in the league again. I'm trying to find one more analyst, you know, whether it's one of our guys. I mean, because John's in it and we have... Uh, you know, so many different guys that are in, in all the leagues the whole way across the board. We just hope we get one more guy in there. And then we we are going to draft Monday morning, Mung. And that's just, that's the most degenerate thing to do. And that's what Smash Accept's all about. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you again, what's going on, and we'll close this thing out. Yeah, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Uh, you can find all my Dynasty rankings and articles over at FantraxHQ.com. Just uh, tag us in these trades, and we'll get to as many as we can. Thanks again for tuning in, and enjoy the process.